0: Hello and welcome to CyberHeads. CyberHeads is the show that aims to simplify industrial security. Today on the show, we are going to talk with Bill Pofaka about his career in cybersecurity and how he thinks about interesting topics in security. Hi, Bill, how are you? Hey, Denrich, good to see you today. Thank you for being with us. We highly appreciate it. So To begin with, I'll just give a short introduction about yourself, Bill, and you can add to it if you want to. Bill has a proven record as a technologist and business leader. He has a long history of building teams that deliver world-class customer experience and achieve high growth. Bill is passionate about leveraging and building disruptive technologies, companies, fueled by innovation and higher performing teams.
1: Denrich, thank you for those kind words. And uh mentor, I really appreciate you guys having me on your your podcast here today. And look forward to talking a little bit about cybersecurity. It's something that here at Cymonics we're really passionate about and just can't wait to get into it.
2: Great, great to hear Bill. Yeah, you obviously know uh, Derek from before we just met each other. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, your experience, uh, where did you start and where you are currently? Could you could you give a description?
1: Absolutely. I don't think I have a traditional like career that most people start off in, in, in the cybersecurity community. Straight out of college, I actually was a banker. And as Denrich said, I served a little bit of time in the military and I was part of the initial invading force as a combat engineer with the iraq war back in 2002 upon getting out of the war i did return home i left the banking industry and i got into the technology industry and i never turned back originally i started with a lot of website design development and building out e-commerce platforms and helping look at marketing sites and developing intranets and as that passion grew in the technology, I started to expand into other areas, like how do you deploy BI systems, and then started to look at ERP systems, and then eventually moved into the software design development space. And I've been fortunate to be part of several startups over the course of 15 years. Some of them have exited and have been fortunate to be part of that process as well, too. A uh, lot of experience in the healthcare industry, and if you've been in the healthcare industry. You're always worried about patient confidentiality, HIPAA. That started me down this path of really starting to worry a little bit about what are we doing from a cybersecurity standpoint? How do we design applications that are secure? Really started to kind of get into the space of early design concepts around DevSecOps. We weren't calling it DevSecOps back then. You know, We were just more worried about a data breach and how do we prevent it. But you know, that after my last exit, I really wanted to start a cybersecurity company and uh, we started Simonics And Simonix is a full spectrum cybersecurity firm. We do readiness assessments. We help organizations deploy and configure cybersecurity tools to help build their defensive posture. But we also uh, have our origins and story and software design development. And we're working on uh, new software that will help assess cybersecurity across supply chains and visualize things in a new way and more will be coming on those avenues uh you know but we we hope to have a new product out here in the next couple months that will help large oems and organizations really assess risk in a new way so uh but like i said more for that to follow
0: we are very excited for you and we'll be looking at Simonix uh, uh, progress as we go in the future. So thank you, Bill, uh, for this uh, introduction of yourself and your path of getting into cyber and starting Simonix. Uh, so one more question I always have, and we always ask uh, our guest is, what aspect of cybersecurity uh, interests you? what you're passionate about.
1: Well, um, you, you know, cyber is such a broad topic, right? You know, there's so many elements to cyber. Um, And as I've learned more about it, you know, I feel every day that I'm just starting to touch the tip of the iceberg, right? It always seems like there's something new you could be learning. Um, Ultimately, you know, for me, I, I like the business aspect of cyber and really how do you start to integrate cybersecurity into a business so that it's not not just something about protection, right? You know, I I have a real belief that cyber does not have to be just a cost center for businesses that cybersecurity really can be a business value creation system. Um, and and I love the principles of communication. And and so that aspect of how do you secure communications? How do you trust the, the information that you're receiving? How do you know that? It, it really kind of comes back to me for that CIA triad, right? You know, the confidentiality, the integrity, the availability, you know, really assuring that businesses can function Function so they can do the goodness in the world that they were so established to do. That 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 to me gets me really excited about cybersecurity and just being able to help people through those
2: things. Um, yeah, that's great to hear, Bill. You mentioned uh, cybersecurity as a real business value. What I encounter in well in practice, um, usually the management of organizations do not see it like that. How do you convince? Uh, uh, organizations uh, that is really a business value uh, for them.
1: Sure, I, I I think you know a lot of business folks you know struggle to to see. Where cyber fits in, right? You know, if you look at how traditional cyber is deployed, it can be a very expensive endeavor, right? You know, when you start to add in all the layers of defense, when you start to look at how you approach um, your policies and implement controls, and you have your governance models that you're building up around this to support it. And, you know, where's the v- business value creation? Right in that conversation, you know uh, leaders hear cost cost cost, right? You know they hear oftentimes a lot about the adversary and it, you know for when you're a business leader and you're you're worried about the cost of raw materials going up and inflation and how that's gonna cut your profit or you know how you can't find workers to run your machinery on your factory floor or you know um, th- these other issues, you know, how does this fit into priority, right? But but if, again, you go back to that CIA triad and really start to break down what cyber really is doing for you. One, can you make good decisions? Can you trust the information that you're reviewing inside your business? Two, can you trust the communications that you're – you? because without communications, business doesn't occur, right? You know, if I look across uh, organizations, right, you know, their partners, their vendors, their their systems, everything's becoming integrated. You know, your operations to be able to function correctly need to be up and available. And if they're not, your business that's going 100 miles an hour comes to a screeching halt. And if you can't conduct business, what does that mean? What, you know and so there are these levers in the conversation that you can start to build the value, build the competitive advantage. You can go out to your to your comp- customers and start to communicate things that your your competitors maybe aren't doing to gain a, a, a competitive advantage in the marketplace to reduce the risk of doing business with you to make sure that your business is operating differently than your competitors, right? And when you start to frame cyber in those terms, Right? And of what's important, what's really driving customer value, right? You 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 start to value cyber maybe in a little bit different lens than than just hey, it's protecting us from an adversary, right? And and I, I think at the end of the day, all of us can say, you know, it's not a matter of when, it's it's a matter of it, you, you you know, it's gonna happen, right? You're gonna have a problem eventually. You know, how do you start to prioritize what the reaction is, you know, and start to shift the thinking into those buckets you'll see leaders come around to it uh, in a very different manner
0: uh, Bill I think so you you put all the right points in place and you know? thank you for this uh, answer bill uh, but just I want to add one more aspect also and mentor when we are asking question it's 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 about risk you know you have risk here okay what is uh, and what is uh, the risk appetite you have and then these days the attacks in every industry, I don't want to point, okay, critical infrastructure, any industries, we are becoming so vulnerable. Why? Because everything is now going into the cloud. Every so We are most vulnerable. So we have risk. And what is your risk appetite? And do you measure it? Do you have a risk management, cyber risk management strategy in place? Once you start asking all these right questions, I think so then uh, the topic will change from cybersecurity program as a cost to cybersecurity program as an opportunity to yeah. ahead of the curve you know thank you bill uh, for this uh, and
1: denrich you know pulling that thread a little bit more right you know a, a good example like might be because you're all all the world is becoming digital right you know businesses you make di- big Bets and decisions around data that they're getting. Right. And these interconnection systems, right, are allowing organizations to to make the money that they make. But, you know, if I have replacement of a partner and, you know, the lead time is not a lot then am I worried about that risk in the same way as if it's critical and there's no other supplier and there's not, you, you, we think of these things in different terms depending on, you know, the 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 frame it's put in, right? So, and that, that, that part about cyber, I get really excited
0: about. This is fantastic, Bill. Bill, um, you know, one more follow-up question I have is uh, when you, have such discussions with your clients do you, do you can you pinpoint which vertical is thinking on these lines is it the banking sector or the critical infrastructure or what's your experience when you're having such conversation or what is the need what you see is more needed in the market today yeah. You you know, I think
1: all all industry is going through a change right now. If you think about the impact of what the internet has done in the evolution of, of digital transformation that's occurring in the world, it's just almost mind-blowing, right? You know, I, I think back to nineteen ninety seven and dial up internet and you know I remember that <laughs> <laughs> and then you know you think about things like YouTube right and you know we think of these things as these big ginormous companies and they've been around forever but you know 10 years is not a long time right you know and you know businesses are just starting to harness the power of all these systems and tools and and you know it's a little bit like the wild west with the internet the evolution that have occurred right you know think about the growth of amazon and the disruptions in e-commerce and you you know think about uh just the way we share information it, it's so radically different than what it was 20 30 years ago and so you know businesses are reacting to that and in every every vertical every industry healthcare banking you know manufacturing it's 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 leaving new imprints in the
2: way we do business that's a very good point uh, bill i totally agree but that brings me to my next question how how do you see the cybersecurity landscape evolving then because we all have these technologies iot uh, artificial intelligence um How do you think it will evolve? Uh, What kind of products, services do we need uh, to tackle this issue? I, I think, you
1: know, there's a couple things driving the industry right now, right? You know, the complexity of cyber, you know, is a, a, is a real challenge for businesses, you know, especially if, you know, if, if you go to large companies, the Fortune 500, the Fortune 1000s, you know, they have money to spend on these things, right? But if I go to a small startup company, if I go to a midsize manufacturer, if I go to, you know, startups tech company right you know their ability to handle and deploy the systems that are, are used today in cybersecurity. you know they vary and you know we have a lot of skill shortages right now in the cybersecurity world right you know there's there's a lot more need for expertise than there are people to be able to go out and do it so you know i do believe that the industry needs more automation I, need, I do believe that the industry needs to be simplified, especially for the smaller, medium-sized businesses. Um, and, and those things, when they come on board, you'll start to see... You know, adopt cyber in different ways, right? Because again, you know, one of the challenges I see in cyber a lot is, is that the way a large fortune 1000 company approaches cyber cannot be the same way that a small startup company does. And so as we bridge those gaps, and as we kind of have more systems deployed tailored for that growth model and maturity, I think you'll see the the industry really kind of um, take hold. If that makes sense
0: uh, bill i also know uh, because i i speak with you a lot uh, that you're also uh, very passionate about visibility you know and if you if you can see what are you going to defend right so bill uh, can you throw some light on uh, this uh, area of cyber and how you go about doing it, and things like that. This is relevant for IT as well as OT side of the business. Absolutely. You you know, and there's a lot of smarter
1: people out there than myself, right, that, you know, are, are deploying major cybersecurity programs around the world, right? But, you know, if you can't, if you don't know what you're defending, right, if you can't see that, you know... How do you how do you build a good strategy? Right. You know, and going into the corp IT systems, going into your IoT systems, going into your OT systems, there's so much technology being deployed today. Right. But if you don't have a good asset inventory of your software, of your hardware, if you don't know what your attack surface looks like, how are you going to build a program to defend it? right how are you going to build a program to know that that system is going to be reliable when you need it to be there um you know and i i see see many organizations struggle with this you know and this is organizations of all sizes right because you know for a small business it might be a maturity problem and maybe they don't know what to collect right and try to understand Uh, but large organizations because of the complexity of the organization they struggle or you know the world is changing like i said where all of our systems are now becoming interdependent it's no longer just what's in your company it's also what's outside of your company take for example the insurance industry you know this is a great great industry um you know, insurers collect money, they manage a fund, that fund is invested and in, you know, that pool of money is built, you know, to support the policies that they create. And those policies have rules that will say, if something happens, we'll reimburse UX, right? And But they're, they're managing that money. But to, to engage their customers, to underwrite these policies, to, you know, support the distribution of funds, to... Work the communications to the customers that are inside the insurance company. You know, they they leverage so many third parties, right. right? And the administration of processes aren't just inside of the four walls of the insurance company. Oftentimes, they're outside of the company. And so you're now dependent. And so, you know, if you don't have that visibility outside of your four walls, too, as a large company, it's really starting to become harder to operate effectively. And, you know, nobody wants to be in the position at the end of the day where their CFO maybe has a potential to have to restate earnings because one of their partners is no longer able to deliver services. But that's the simple reality that today our businesses are complex. Today they're interconnected. And those risks are real for businesses and those possibilities of having to go back and do a financial restatement or, you know, have to go out to customers and tell them that something went bad because not something you did, but something a partner did that those realities exist. And, you know, there's a lot of examples. Log4j is just wreaking havoc right now. So, but yeah, hopefully
0: that gives you a little insight. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Uh, I I appreciate all the points what you mentioned. Um, One more thought I have, um, which could be a little bit more controversial, but yeah, we are having fun here, right? (laughs) We go wherever you want to go. You lead, I follow. (laughs) (laughs) So um, mandatory laws. I don't see this happening in Canada. And I've seen businesses with not even bare minimum bill even the mfas are not in place the website for example is is exposed and they do even financial tri- transactions so what is your thought on those
1: yeah you know the regulatory world it's it's something all businesses are going to have to deal with right you know and my my feeling on the regulatory side of things is 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 why why do regulatory why do laws exist right you know it's to manage Things that are happening. Right now, if you look at cybersecurity attacks, I mean, ransomware is rapid, you know, the ramifications that it has, every seven minutes a business is being attacked. The remediation and the cost of these things are real and impactful. Um, you know, so so rules and regulations are being designed to build to mitigate the problem of this, right? And and that's why we set laws up, right? So you know, laws are not going to go away, actually. I think the complexity of the law structure is we, we just started to kind of dive into what that's going to mean for businesses. And uh, you see a lot of the rules and regulations starting to try to define what is a reasonable responsibility of, you know, you see this to and they're doing this by what does it mean to protect, you know, consumers' data, what does it mean to, to, to you know, ensure that you're delivering the products that you said you were going to deliver on? And, and what do the consequences have to be to that? You know, I'd say the penalty side, we haven't seen a lot of penalties to date, but you are starting to see a lot of definition around what responsibility means and to me that's the first step before you start to see the penalties coming right is if i can't define what the responsibility is how can i define what a penalty is to that responsibility? negligence of that responsibility so you know i recommend a lot of times to business leaders you have to be aware of this stuff um there are specific industries um you know that you know you are starting to see penalties you have things like CMMC where, you know, mm-hmm. there are starting to be some level of regulatory and penalty associated with, you know, misrepresentation or lack of responsibility of. Um, yeah, but it, it, it's it's not going to go away. You can, it can't go away because the problem is so prevalent and the cost
0: to these problems are so great. And a great, great, uh, answerable I love this when you said, even before defining anything, you, you people have to understand what they are responsible for, and then you go and put about uh, boundaries around it, or even penalties in some cases. Well, I yeah.
1: really appreciate you guys, and. Uh... Yeah.
0: Yeah, Bill, I have uh, one, uh, uh, you know, what is your parting advice or what do you think from your side for a um, small and medium business, you know, they should bare minimum do? Maybe it will be helpful to, for some of our audiences.
1: Yeah, you, you know, I think there's these low cost, no cost things that every business can do to improve their, their cyber resilience, right? And, you uh, you know, some of it is just, you know, like I said earlier, you know, do you understand what's inside of your business, right? Do you know what you value from a crown jewel standpoint? What's important to your business to operate and run? You know, the next, that that that's a question only you can answer, right? You know, and and I always tell business owners, you know that best. Nobody can tell you what that is, right? But, you know, after that, what are the tools that are supporting it? Do you know the assets? Do you know the hardware? Do you know the, all the little details of of what's helping support that business if you don't then you have to go out and figure that out because that's really gonna gonna affect what your what your strategy is to move forward and then once you know what you have you know the first question I always like to try to answer is is what's vulnerable do you know are you patching the hardware are you patching your software Do you have a good cadence to those things? Can you identify when something is not patched? If you don't build a process for that, you have to. Um, That's just basic common sense of how do you shut the doors at night and lock them? It doesn't mean you're gonna stop an attack, right? It doesn't mean, but you don't wanna provoke an attack, right? And and then there's things like cyber hygiene, right? In the sense of like your password security, you know? Do Do people understand a little bit of why cyber is important, right? You know, what it, impact it has to the business. If, if you don't, you, you should probably try to communicate some of this to your employees, right? You know, get good passwords, you know, implement MFA. These are low cost things that nobody, you know, it's not breaking the bank, but can really raise the cost to adversaries, right? You know, it can, you know, are you, do you have a good practice around not reusing your password? Make sure you don't use your kids' names in your password passwords, make sure they're complex and have some... Lo- I mean, just that's basic. That's that's a simple thing that you, anybody can do. You don't have to be a cyber expert to do those things, right? Um, then there's there's other technical things that you can do, you know, in the sense of, do you have at least some layer, some boundary protection? And, you know, those those little things, um, they don't always have to ba- break the bank. You know, we, we find a lot of misconfiguration around b- boundary security, What happens with your layers of defense? If you don't know that stuff, hire an expert. You know, they're not always the most expensive resources. you got to pay a little money to get that advice. But, you know, the things that an expert will advise you on, you know, how to limit traffic, how to stop malicious traffic from touching your company. How do you limit if somebody is inside of your company trying to send stuff out? The cybersecurity experts, they can help you create systems that will stop that from happening through dns resolvers or you know configuration things that can just you know are you limiting ports are you doing doing things that you know i just don't know if the average person is thinking about and those things will increase your security the last thing I always say to business owners, you know, have a plan. have a plan if if it's gonna happen because it's gonna happen. it's something's gonna, you know somebody's gonna do something stupid in your company. things break. you know how well you're able to react to this stuff is really gonna make a big difference on how long it's gonna affect you. So if you have a plan, you know the impact will be less, you know, and those those are just some things. Having a plan, you know, it costs you the time to put it together. so
0: right, perfect. So, thank you thank you very much uh, bill uh, we really ha- enjoyed the conversation with you uh, enter any parting Bill thank you very much for
2: uh, well for for everything today and uh, the information uh, I think a lot of people are gonna get uh, well insightful uh, with the information you well you provided today to us and to everyone we really appreciate uh, you coming on to our show.
1: No, I really appreciate you guys having me on today and, uh, thank you for, you know, helping get the word out there about cybersecurity. It's, uh, you know, obviously it's something we care a lot about. We want businesses doing what their, their intention is, you know, uh, get out there, make wonderful things, deliver great services, make beautiful products. You know, this is, this is the the richness of life. So hopefully through security, we can help, you know, let those dreams dream a little bit bigger.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we will see you soon, Bill. T- you take care, mentor. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Bill. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Do you have interesting topics you would like to see us talk about? Or do you want to be part of our podcast? Let us know and we'll make it happen. See you at our next episode.